Uh, welcome to another episode of the FPL Amateurs of Oz podcast. We're actually up to episode number 42, so uh, come a long way from, from the beginnings, Damo, mate. It's, uh, it's been a, a rough ride, um, especially the last two weeks for FPL. How are you going this week, mate? Uh, yeah, not too bad, man. I'm doing well. Uh, I did all right in my uh, uh, in FPL this week. So, yeah, life's uh, other than um, Manu, I'm not Manu, sorry, West Ham uh, doing rubbish. Uh, life's not bad, man. Life's not bad at all. How about you? How about yourself, man? How are things? Uh, is have has your head sw- like reduced in size now? Or is it still quite swelled? After uh, Man United's massive performance, mate, it's uh, I'm flying high at the moment. Uh, terrible FPL wise, but um, <laughs> that uh, win on Tuesday was single handedly probably the best moment of the you know the last uh, probably six months of football for me. Mm. Um, had a lot of Liverpool mates uh, in my DMs uh, before kickoff, and uh, yeah, it got really quiet. Mm. Uh, uh, as soon as the game kicked off. So, um, yeah, no, I had pleasure replying to every single uh, message I had in my inbox. So, no, it was, <laughs> it, was, um, it was quite good. And then um, it was even better looking on Twitter, all the tears from all the Liverpool fans <laughs> saying that, you know, Man United are rubbish and blah, blah, blah. And, we, you know, we deserved at least a point because of an offside goal. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Yeah. Um, oh, did you end up doing it, before I say that, but did you end up doing the watch-along or uh, or no? Nah? No, nah, no, nah, I um I was on dad duty. I think my uh, son woke up at about ten past five, so I sat on the couch and watched the game with him. Nah, nah, fair enough, man, fair enough. No, nah, uh, I uh, I did predict a one uh, nil win to uh, to Man United with uh, a Maguire goal, but uh... <laughs> I don't even got on the path, mate. <laughs> Didn't he? Did he? Was he dropped? Was he? Yeah, no, nah, he he got dropped. Yeah, him and uh, it was Martinez and Varane. That place. No, nah. no, nah, nah, fair enough. We'll have to, uh, yeah, like uh, both our teams, obviously Man United played real well, but uh, uh, we'll have to wait till both teams play are up and about to uh, to continue uh, <laughs> the, the good vibes of the pod. Uh, how'd your uh, FPL, t- how'd, how'd your FPL team go? Because uh, um, I think that's the only thing that I'm... Um, doing better than you at the, at the moment. <laughs> um, well, I, I decided to activate my wild card last week, which, you know, in uh, theory was a great uh, option because of the mm-hmm. changes I was making. So finished the week on 37 points and I uh, took a massive red arrow. Of, I think it was a 1.3 million red arrow. So back to uh, 3.4 mil from about 1.2 mil. So, um, yeah, very rough slide for me sort of. Yeah, I went the the Mount James Cucurella triple up. Mm. I thought just, you know, Leeds fixture, even though Leeds have looked better, I thought, you know, they're, they're going to get enough chances to score, which Mount did get a few chances but just couldn't finish. So that was sort of the, the story of my week, the triple up uh, in Chelsea. Then my, I think my defense ended up with two points from four players. And then obviously Jesus captain. Uh, got an assist, but probably should have got a goal as well. But, you know, the the biggest killer was uh, I got Sancho out this week for Mount. Uh, I left Mount in my wildcard side and got out Sancho, which, you know, Sancho did what he did. And, um, yeah, very disappointing. But um, I think in theory that the wildcard team that I have picked, I think for the, the next three, four weeks, I think it's a good long-term uh, team to have. It's just, yeah, first week didn't go as planned. But FPL... 
this week wasn't a great week for a lot of people. So I've sort of I'm not too disappointed, but yeah, hoping that uh can turn around this week. How'd you go, Darren? Yeah, actually not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. I uh, uh, ended up on fifty two points. Uh, just before the sort of the, the, the bigger games, I I'd taken a massive green arrow. Uh, I think I was as high as as about two hundred k at one point, which was which I was chuffed about. Obviously, I've fallen back behind uh, after the sort of the Liverpool games and all that. Uh, uh, and the Chelsea games and things like that, but um, still the right in the right direction. Took a green arrow. Um, I'm up to 885k, uh, which is uh, which is not too bad at this sort of stage. Uh, my team, uh, my team sort of hasn't changed much other than the sort of the one move which I've been making uh, every week and keeping my two free transfers. So. I took a punt on uh, Eze this week. It didn't pay off. He played well, but uh, didn't quite pay off. Uh, ended up with the three points from him. Uh, Captain Jesus uh, could have been a lot better had I captained um, Salah or, or, or Kane. Not by much, but uh, but yeah, my my big um, uh, my big standout was Perisic this week. You know, the the twelve points. Uh, I kept the faith in him. I was I basically got suckered into in a good way to the Twitter talk about him. Like he was all the rage. So I'm like, I was going to, I was going to make a move where I got rid of him, but I'm like, look, I'm going to keep him for another week, see how he goes. And uh, it paid off. So 12, 12 points from Perisic, which was basically my star. Um, really unhappy with uh, the sort of big at the back defense at the moment. Um, James Cancelo and TAA returned a big score of one point combined. So uh, that's – I don't think I'm going to do anything about it until uh, the fixtures sort of don't look as good. I think it should be okay, but it's something definitely to keep an eye on. So, yeah, so, yeah, as I said, 52 points and, uh, yeah, a bit of a green arrow this week, which is good. Yeah, no, it's a nice solid week for you, mate. I think it was just one of those weeks where I guess a lot of things that, you know, people expected to happen didn't really happen. And then obviously patience paid off with you with Perisic, you mm. know, you held him on, started him and, you know, got a decent haul. So it's just one of those weeks I think a lot of people either got off assets that hauled or, you know, just the ones that they thought would do good didn't do great. Yeah. So. And, I, and I think, like, overall, like, I look at my team and I'm I'm actually really happy with my entire team except for that sort of – 5.5 million spot. Like, obviously, I started with Neto, didn't really work out. Brought in Eze, and he, he, he didn't deliver. So I might actually even still keep playing around with that 5.5 spot for a little bit until uh, the team does shit the bed uh, one week <laughs> and then more than likely uh, wild card. But um, I think I'm holding off for a little bit. I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at the moment. No, nah, definitely. I think it's just uh, there's a few spots. Even that eight million, I think, is a bit of a tricky spot there because some players are performing some weeks, some aren't. So mm. yeah, there's a few positions there that are sort of you know fifty fifty decisions can you know go either way each week. But um, we might get into our, our podcast league. So proudly sponsored by Zedbet. Um, if you are interested in making an account or checking out what they're they're about, head over to. Our website, we have a bit of a profile page there. Um, if you need any more details, just, you know, message myself or Damo and we can point you in the right direction. Uh, Darren's a good fellow. He'll be able to sort you out and, you know, as part of our FPL community, you know, he'll look after you. 
Um, but yeah, we might get into the standing. So we got uh, Husney FC on at 209 points. We got Klops and Robbers in second on 207. We got my good friend at Trent Milton Vinegar Strokes on 206 points. So, you know, a decent week from uh, Trent. We got uh, Guzanway Gomez FC on 206 points and then rounding out the top five. We got Everton for life, 205. We'll see uh, how long he keeps that team name for this season. <laughs> but um, I'm sitting about 81st. I think you're sitting, you know, top 50, I think, from memory, Damo. You might in, be and the, what's, what's that for? Is that for our league? Uh, yeah, in the podcast league, you're I'm, about top 50. I am 22nd, mate. So yeah, I'm perfect. almost so. almost in the top 20. Uh, and I'm only about four points away from uh, our good friend, uh, the FPL planner, TN. So I'm, as I said to you, I'm chuffed where I am at the moment, mate. With, with all the planning he does, I've just <laughs> rolled up and I'm only four points behind him. I'll, I'll take that every day of the week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's sort of like uh, FPL planners, the professional footballer, and you've just rocked up and you've done like volleys and, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> rubbing shoulders of the elite. But, um, no, you've actually had a good start of the season. And I guess yeah. uh, the higher-ranked people are looking at, oh, you know, they're a lot bigger than last year. Like a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm doing really good on top 10K. Yeah. But I think this year, just with how the season's gone, I think, you know, top millions, you know, a good start. I think I'm doing oh, – obviously, I think I'm doing something right when people are trying to get Perisic in, in, in their teams and I've already got him and people are – Sort of, especially on Twitter, I've, I've sort of seen a lot of um, talk of going from Harland to Kane, and I'm sitting here with Perisic and Kane. So, uh, yeah, I can't complain at all at the moment. <laughs> well, we might get into our FPL Fantasy Amateurs community team. So they finished the week on 54 points and a nice little green arrow to go up to 2.3 mil. So obviously the team is pretty template, but, um, you know, they had Perisic, Captain Salah, so, you know, two decent picks there, which sort of did sort of most of the heavy lifting for their side. And as I said, you know, each week we'll come up with a few transfer options and I'll put the polls up on our Twitter and, you know, head over and vote if you want a say in how this side's going to line up every week. But we'll get into the games. Uh, first, we'll start with the Spurs against Wolves. Um, I thought Kane was probably the standout for this game outside Perisic. I thought he got into some good positions, had four shots, two chances created. One of them hit the post. Um, yeah, I just thought that between him and Perisic, they were probably the two standouts from Spurs. I sort of thought Son probably had a little bit of an off game. Same with Kulicheski, you know, weren't there, you know, weren't firing like they usually do. But, you know, outside that, Wolves, um, Consolo Guedes, I mentioned him on the pod last week, you know, I thought that he might get some game time, but he actually started with Jimenez on the bench. Um, he looked really good, got into some great positions and, you know, finished the match with five shots and three chances created. Probably was unlucky not to get a goal. So I definitely think he's one to look at, probably not uh, for the short term, just for their fixtures coming up. But, you know, 6.0, a midfielder playing up front and, you know, he can play out wide as well. So definitely think he's one to keep on the watch list. Um, what did you take from the game, Damo? Yeah, so as I sort of mentioned earlier, obviously with the Twitter rumours uh, about uh, Perisic starting and, you know, trying to keep hold of Perisic or, or getting Perisic into your sides, uh, obviously that paid off uh, with the 12 points. Other than that, um, I really, I'm, I'm actually really liking Emerson Royale at the moment on the other side. He, uh, he's playing really, really well, and I think, I think he's only 5 mil, uh, if I'm not mistaken. 
I haven't, uh, I haven't, obviously haven't done the proper research for it, which I'll check now. Yeah, he's five mil. So five mil, he scored nine points in his first game, then blanked in the second, then uh, obviously he scored six in, the, in his third game. So he's actually not doing too badly for uh, for uh, a player that's worth five mil. Um, other than that, you know, Kane is tickling, ticking. Ticking along, not tickling along, ticking along. Um, <laughs> I, I actually, I'm, I'm actually predicting pretty big things from Kane uh, very, very soon. Like you, you have a look at who he's playing in the next sort of three or so games. Uh, playing uh, Nottingham Forest, then Arsenal. He always scores against us. Like even <laughs> when we win, he scores against us. And then people, he, he plays Fulham. Man City's a tough game. Then Leicester. So. Uh, Spurs run, uh, it's not too bad at the moment. Um, uh, the big thing that obviously I'm well, I'm sort of predicting, and I know a lot of uh, other people are sort of predicting this, is uh, where Haaland, because uh, obviously there's a debate between Haaland and Kane, uh, Haaland may get rested for um, some of the games coming up or a game coming up. And uh, I think it, if it's the Nottingham Forest game that people are thinking he may get rested in. I think it was a. I think it's a Nottingham uh, game that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So not so not the Palace game, but the Nottingham Forest game because I think they play. Is it Barcelona or they play the Champions League a couple of days before that? Um, but yeah, so I I predict uh, Kane is going to be double hauling very very soon, and us Kane uh, sort of uh, how do I call us the. Kane Brigade, uh, the <laughs> Kane crew, uh, we're going to be rewarded uh, just like we just like uh, we did with Perisic very soon. Um, in terms of Wolves, I can't see myself bringing anyone in at the moment. They've got Liverpool, City and Newcastle in the next five. Uh, you've got to throw Newcastle into that conversation after uh, what what they did, uh, what not what they did to um, City, but how they played. Um, yeah. I think Wolves can eventually turn around their form, as you said, Guedes. I think will become an option once that happens. It was actually nice to see him and his back as well. So I think that's all from Wolves at the moment. Did you have anything else to add about Wolves? Um, yeah, no. Just looking at their fixtures, I think week eleven is sort of uh, the fixture that. You know, fixture under target because from eleven to about twenty, you know they've got some uh, good games. You know, there's a couple of fifty-fifty games in there, but there's not really any of sort of the real, real hard teams. I think. But before then, you know, you've got Liverpool, you have got Man City, then you got Chelsea. You know, three out of the next four games coming up. So, you know, I think it's rare week seven to week ten. Yeah, you probably want to avoid most Wolves assets in that period. Mm. Uh, we might get on to Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. So, you know, Crystal Palace, I thought, you know, would win this game and you know, they looked really good in attack again. I sort of thought um, the standouts this game was Eze and Zaha. So Zaha had the three shots, three chances created and, and finish of the two goals. Um, Eze, you know, had three shots, three chances created as well. Had 66 touches pretty much everywhere and was probably unlucky not to get an assist. Um, he's just, you know... Involved in every bit of attack uh, with um, Palace that game, but just didn't get the uh, get the return. But he did end up getting one bonus point, which you know proves how how involved he was because he didn't get any attacking returns, but still got in the BPS. But um, I thought Bailey looked really good. Probably unlucky not to get a goal, hit the post um, in that second half. But 
you know, a lot of people obviously like myself, uh, my wildcard got Bailey out. But as I said uh, on the pod last week that Bailey's one of those players where even if he only gets 15 minutes or he starts, he's always going to be involved in that attack. And when Villa are playing better in attack, you know, it's it's better for Bailey because that week one, he didn't really get a chance to sort of showcase um, what we've seen in preseason just because of how bad they were. But they didn't look too bad in attack against Palace. Just, um, yeah, Palace had too many weapons. And as I said, I thought on the counter, Villa are going to be quite vulnerable and, and the players like Zaha and Eze just live on the counter and they love it. So I thought it was a great performance for for Palace and I, and I still think it's viable to get in your Palace assets. Uh, their good, good fixtures don't start to... Just having a look here. Their good fixtures don't start to about week, maybe week five. But um, I think people that have got Zaha or looking at getting Zaha in, you've seen against City, they can concede. And, you know, they are vulnerable on the counter-attack as well because that's where Newcastle got a lot of their points. So I think a Zaha and Eze, if you, you know, if you have to play an Eze this week, I think both great options. But, yeah, I just think Villa, you know, didn't like, didn't like, uh, like, uh, the look at Coutinho, I don't think he played very well, I thought, um, when he came off the bench. I think um, Bailey looked good, but, you know, I wouldn't play him unless you have to. Uh, Watkins, you know, can get goals. But, yeah, just I'll, I'm, I'll stay away from Villa at the moment for me. Mm. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, see, there. Um, I agree with you in terms of their stretch. I think their really, really good stretch will come in uh, at about game week 12 onwards. Uh, so 12 to about 9, uh, actually 12 to about 18 or so is where their real good uh, pictures come in. Yeah. Uh, we, we sort of have to look at it now and go, you know, Man United and Newcastle probably aren't the easiest fixtures uh, anymore that we thought the fir- for the first couple of weeks. Um, Brentford, uh, Brentford is not, even though it's, I think it's at home in two weeks, they're probably not the easiest fixture either. So uh, it might, yeah, it might be a stretch to bring in um, any more uh, Palace assets if you don't already have them. Um, but I'd definitely be holding on to them. They've, they've proven that they're attacking enough that they can score against sort of anyone. Um, as you sort of said, Zaha, he looks good. He's seven point. I think he has, he hasn't gone up, has he? Is he still seven? No, he did. He's seven point one now. Oh, is he seven point one now? I must have missed the the price rise, but yeah. So he's still pretty like he's in that sort of um in that eight point midfielder range in terms of like if you're looking into moving on a underperforming eight point oh, like Zaha might be one that I look at uh, simply because he gives me an extra you know, mill or an extra 0.9 to play around with somewhere else. So especially, and I don't recommend people do this, but like if people are looking at um, dumping uh, Saka, um, might be one to go, you know, might want to downgrade to and then use that one mill somewhere else. Like especially if you're sort of stuck on uh, Leicester uh, double 4.0 keepers, which um, has been a bit of a bust. Uh, so it's put a bit of food for thought there. Um, Eze, uh, good, again, good, but uh, just didn't get any uh, returns, which was disappointing uh, for myself as in because uh, I brought him in this week. Um, in t- well, it was a punt anyway, so it's it's the only sort of spot that I'm um, – don't know who, do I should, who, 
don't know who I should bring in. Uh, in terms of Villa, they've got Arsenal City to come in the next three. Um, you, you were talking about Bailey and how he started, but I think he's still got subbed at about the 63rd, 64th minute. So he's not sort of lasting 90 minutes at the moment. Um, yeah, he got the return, but I don't know. Like, I think people maybe should be moving off him uh, if they haven't already. Uh, could, you know, could that, that statement could bite me in the in the bum the next couple of weeks. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, like, this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on him just yet. Um, but in saying that, uh, in terms of who I do really like, obviously Watkins looked good again, returned again. Um, definitely one uh, again to watch. Uh, maybe after Arsenal and City. Uh, so you know, bringing him in potentially for the Leicester. For the Leicester fixture, um, Leicester and then Southampton fixtures to come, uh, because yeah, he's uh, other than that first week, he's done relatively well. You know, eleven points, six points. So uh, yeah, so see how we go. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, with Bailey, if you do have, I guess, a spare transfer to use, you can look to get him out. But I mean, if you got other fires to put out, I probably wouldn't put him on a, a your priority list. And there's not really any other fives. Like if you've only got five to spend, there's not really any other fives to, uh, that are firing up at the moment. Like the only two, and again, they're not firing up. The only two that I'd potentially look at is Onana from Everton once he starts, you know, firing up and potentially the new Wolves 5.0. I've forgotten his name, but the uh, they're really the only two. So maybe keep Bailey unless you can upgrade um, for a, uh, someone a bit more expensive. No, definitely. Well, we might get into our next fixture, which is Everton and not not in Forest. Um, I thought this game, even though there wasn't really much doing in the form of attack, I thought that it was actually a pretty interesting game. I think I was at work and it was on the radio, so I was listening to it as a you know a good game to listen to. I thought you know Gray did get a return, but you know he didn't really do a great deal in this game. I sort of thought. Maybe their their wing backs were probably the standouts to me, Mikalenko and uh, Patterson. I thought they looked really good getting forward. But you know, the person I want to talk about is uh, Brendan Johnson from Knotts. Um, you know, I, I think uh, on the review show I did with uh, uh, on the preview show I did with um, Matt Day uh, before this uh, this week kicked off. I sort of picked him as a player that I think you know this is the week he was going to get off the mark and start. You know, his goal scoring ways. Um, he got a good goal. Um, and as you've seen in national duty, um, he can, you know, he knows how to find the net. So I think he's going to be crucial if uh, not in Forest going to start sort of grabbing a few points, maybe, you know, a couple of upsets coming up. But I think that he's a, a one option to sort of keep on your watch list um, for them when their fixtures do turn. I think that, you know, he's going to be banging in goals, especially if they want to try stay up this year. They're going to need goals. They can't just rely on sort of trying to, you know, scrap out one or draws and, and one nil wins. So, I think um, he's definitely one to put on the watch list. I thought Lingard didn't look too bad. Nico Williams, you know, looked good going forward. But, you know, at the moment, I'm probably not getting anyone in other than obviously Nico Williams as a bit of an enabler on the bench and um, maybe just having a look at Brennan Johnson, put him on the watch list. But, yeah, outside of these two teams, they're not really looking at anyone. Um, what about you, Damo? Yeah, so for mine... Uh... Everton, they've got Liverpool, Arsenal next two out of three. 
Uh, you know, Liverpool are going to want to bounce back. Uh, Arsenal are on fire, absolute fire at the moment. So, and I could be wrong, but I think they're about to lose Gordon to Chelsea. So, uh, Everton could be in a little bit of trouble. I don't, don't necessarily think I'd be bringing anyone in from Everton at the moment. Uh, in terms of Forest, again, they've got uh, some toughish fixtures coming up as well. They've got Tottenham and City in the next two. Uh, and again, this is a bit of a, a take here, but I think they're going about to be brought back down to earth. Um, they've played well. They've, um, you know, they've won some games, but I think they're going to struggle the next few games. So I wouldn't necessarily, again, be bringing anyone in, as you said, um, from either side at the moment. Uh, if you've got uh, players from there, uh, from each team, Keep them, obviously, like with uh, Forrest, we've all or most of us have got uh, Nico Williams at 4.0. He's great to play for, you know, good fixtures and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't be necessarily bringing anyone in at the moment. No, definitely. We might get on to our next game, which is Form and Brentford. I thought this was a very entertaining game. Uh, had a bit of everything. We got the Mitrovic goal, but I thought Andreas uh, was probably a standout, probably their most creative player going forward. Um, you end up with three shots, four chances created, and got an assist as well. Uh, Mitrovic is probably unlucky not to score more goals. He had eight shots, which is absolutely ridiculous. And a player like Mitrovic, you know, when he's getting a high amount of shots, you know, you know he's going to be almost scoring goals or getting a few goals. So he missed uh, four chances. Um, I thought Tony was really good for Brentford. You know, the second half probably should have got a second goal, probably should have had a third goal. So you know, easily on another day could have had four or five goals in this game. I thought Raya was probably the biggest factor on why Brentford um, didn't get blown out of the park. Uh, sorry, um, Brentford didn't get blown out of the park because he saved so many shots. I think he ended up with about six saves. So he had a good day between the sticks. And, you know, I've, I've uh, spoken about these 4.5 keepers. Yeah, if you're... A lot of these plays, you're not really going to get consistent clean sheets. So you want to try and go for the player that has the best floor, that has, you know, the likes of um, save points and, you know, likely features in the BPS as well. So I think the likes of Raya, Sanchez, um, Henderson, you know, those are the three sort of that I would look at that have sort of high upside for save points. But, um, yeah, I thought this was actually a really interesting game because, you got to see, I guess, how good Brentford are in attack, but you also got to see how good Fulham are in attack. So I think both of these sides have assets worth looking at. I think Andreas obviously stands out for me. Mitrovic stands out. You know, Tony, um, I thought Norgard, you know, has backed up another good performance this week. So definitely um, a few assets there. What do you think, Damo? Who caught your eye, mate? Yeah, so I sort of agree with you in terms of Brentford. I think uh, in terms of fixtures-wise, they're the best team behind Brighton for fixtures. So definitely looking into targeting Brentford and uh, and Brighton for the next uh, five ga- you know, five, four or five games, uh, as well as Sanchez, who I'll speak about later. Rye is probably the best 4.5 goalie. Uh, I like Norgard, as you said. I like Jensen um, as assets. Uh, I think Tony. I think Tony's a must-have. I think Tony is a, a right about ready to explode. Um, I can't get not in this week, but I am definitely going to try and shuffle some things uh, come next week to bring him in. I think he's 
just about ready to explode uh, in terms of FPL points-wise. Um, in terms of Fulham, uh, Andreas, as you said, you know, most graded player there. So uh, he's, uh, again, one that we just have on our benches, playing in the good fixtures. Uh, however, for Fulham, they've got Arsenal, uh, Tottenham, Chelsea in the next four, you know, three out of four. Uh, it's really hard fixtures. I think it's an, an avoid for me. Uh, for everyone, including Mitro, as much as Mitro can score goals. I think it's just a hard avoid given uh, the fixtures that they've got in the next four. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, Fulham's probably won this, you know, a couple of players on the watch list. Obviously, Andres, great bench enabler at 4.5. Having his first sub, you know, if he does come on, you know, there's a, a high chance that he might grab an assist, obviously, with um, being on set pieces. But, you know, looking at Brentford's fixtures, you know, all the way through to about, Week 15, you know, a decent run of fixtures. I think they've got a, a Chelsea game in amongst there. But I think um, if you're looking at the likes of Raya, uh, Tony, even Agenson, I think three great options, even in Burma, if you want to sort of go a bit of a differential route. But, yeah, I if, think definitely great options. If I was wildcarding, and I'm, and I'm not, but if I was wildcarding, I would probably have two 4.5 keepers and it'd be Sanchez and Raya. <laughs> no, the same dough up I had last season, mate. <laughs> I think you're a year too early, mate. You're a year too early. <laughs> mate, I, I got on a couple of Raya's uh, six-point hauls last year, mate. So uh, yeah. you just... Uh, you, no, you, just you, couldn't pick the, you just couldn't pick the right ones at the right time. <laughs> uh, doesn't matter, mate. I had them both there. That's all that <laughs> <laughs> We might get into our next game, which is Leicester and Southampton. Um, this game, I'm probably a little bit disappointed with how Leicester looked in attack. You know, had a couple of chances, but didn't probably look as good as they did in the first week. So I thought Ward-Prowse was really good for Southampton, probably their best player on ground, had the four chances created, two big chances created, and had one assist. So, you know, definitely has that uh, upside as well because he's on free kicks um, and corners. So, you know, a lot of upside there for the people that, went Ward Prowse. I think Matt Day went Ward Prowse as a bit of a differential. So he was pretty happy. I thought Madison, you know, had a couple of chances, but, you know, scored his goal off, you know, a worldie for free kick. And, you know, we've seen time and time again, every time he gets a chance, you know, it's almost going in or going close to going in. So still think, you know, he's an all right option. I just, I don't know, I just don't like the way that uh, Leicester played this game. This didn't look their attacking best. And, you know, against a team like Southampton, they, they should have probably played a little bit better. But I think going forward, um, the likes of Madison, you know, still worth worth a shout, I think, is a good option. I probably wouldn't be on Vardy at the moment. He just doesn't see himself. Um, Southampton, probably not going to go on any of their assets yet, just until their fixtures get uh, a bit easier. But I think uh, definitely worth looking at the likes of Ward-Prowse. I think Rebo. And even possibly Bazuno in goals, who have spoken about, you know, you want a goalkeeper that has a chance of save points and BPS. And, you know, he's a safe magnet. It's just that they keep conceding goals. So it's uh, kind of working against each other. But, yeah, outside that, I'm not really looking at anyone else. What about you, Demo? Yeah, so as you sort of said, oh, I think Leicester look bad. Uh, I don't know if they're going to lose Maddo. I know there was talks that Madison may be on his way out, but... Uh, they're going to have to retain Maddo. If he, if they lose Maddo, I actually see I see them in a rele- uh, potentially a relegation battle. So uh, they've got Chelsea, Man U, Spurs in the next five. It's a hard avoid for me in terms of Leicester. Uh, Southampton, as you said, I think Ward-Prowse is their best asset. If you can get on him, get on him. Um, I think he's good. 
Uh, she don't. I actually don't know how expensive he is. And he is six point five. Actually, it's not bad. Uh, I reckon after for six point five. I reckon after uh, so in two weeks' time, they because they play Man United and Chelsea, which are going to be their harder fixtures. But then they, they go on a pretty good run. So they got Wolves, uh, Brentford, and uh, Villa. So I uh, would price definitely one to keep an eye on it. And at um, at at that price. Um, yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad at all. Yeah, no, definitely. I think I'm just looking at their fixtures. I think about a week 11, you kind of want to jump on your um, Leicester assets because they've got a decent run. Mm, but, yeah, it's it's, it's a, if they keep – they're not playing well, though, it's going to be a hard one. Like, yeah, it's a wet and see. I think it's a wet and see. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, also just touching on a side note, there's a few people on Twitter that are looking at taking a hit to get out, like the likes of a Water and Iverson. I just don't think it's worth the minus four because whoever you're going to, you're going to need them to cover the minus four over the next two to three weeks. And a lot of people are talking about Sanchez and looking at Sanchez's fixtures, I just think that over the next three weeks, I can maybe see one clean sheet, maybe a total of about seven to eight points over the next three weeks. And I just think that, you know, you're giving away too much there. But, you know, each oh, their own if it, if it works yeah. for you. But I just, yeah, not into the minus four for getting out a goalkeeper. I think I think you need to you need to jump off that, but not from minus four. I think if um, you jump off uh, Iverson, because I think Ward's the one starting, so you jump off Iverson only if um, you've got the two frees. And you know, downgrade downgrade someone, uh, and then upgrade uh, upgrade Iverson to a you know four point five or a five, whatever, whoever you sort of fancy. As we sort of sort of said earlier, I think Sanchez and Raya are the two standouts. So, um, but yeah, definitely not for a minus four. The uh, it's um, you're sort of leaking points, especially for a keeper. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is, uh, I guess, go up to Raya or Sanchez, and then. Um... They concede two goals, finish on one or two points, and then you kind of just like, oh, you know, wish you'd waited a week. So I think the mm. best way is to maybe just wait a week. I know there's a possible chance of losing, you know, value and stuff in the player. You might drop point one, but yeah, I'm not. I'm just not sure. Uh, for me, I'd be taking the minus four. Mm. Um, but we might get into our next game, which is Bournemouth and Arsenal. You know, Arsenal did what everyone thought they would do against Bournemouth. Probably should have finished with another one or two goals. But I thought Jesus is unlucky. Um, he had a really good game, got the goal, but, you know, it was offside by an armpit, which, you know, we've seen in the Man United game where, you know, everyone's uh, blown up about it. But, you know, last season a goal like that wasn't given. But, you know, it's frustrating when goals get disallowed off an armpit or something like that. Just, Feels like it's done football, but you know that's maybe a bit of me speaking because I had him as captain as well. But <laughs> I thought um, he had two good chances. Um, I thought um, was unlucky not to grab another assist. I think he ended up with one assist, so he was unlucky not to grab another assist. I think they missed an absolute sitter. So I thought one big talking point out of this game was Zaka. Just three good games now in a row. Um, pretty crucial in their attack. He seems to be getting forward quite a bit, even though he is a deep line midfielder he's getting to the box he had three chances created got the assist and you know previous weeks he's had goals 
Um, for Odegaard was, you know, central to everything that happened and combined pretty good with Jesus, you know, them two doing one-twos. Um, but Odegaard obviously this week got uh, got all the goal and just looked absolutely fabulous. So I thought um, it's probably unlucky probably could have got another goal as well. But I think this is just a really good performance from Arsenal and, you know, people that do have Arsenal assets, you know, you're looking at the fixtures coming up, you know, really good fixtures. So, I think you're going to at least need a minimum of two assets, whether you go two attackers or one uh, defensive option, say in a Ramsdale and, or a Saliba and, you know, go Jesus or something like that. But I think definitely two options, a minimum for them. And Bournemouth, uh, nothing interests me about them. What about you, Demo? Yeah, no, you, you're right about that one. Nothing sort of interests me about uh, the Cherries. Uh, in terms of Arsenal, definitely. Definitely interested in Arsenal assets. Uh, I know the FPL Plonker must be uh, really excited at uh, how well Arsenal are doing at the moment. Uh, I think if the, the more we mention him, the more uh, hopefully he will uh, start back up his pod. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, Plonker, you, you know we're thinking about you. Uh, in terms of uh, Arsenal, uh, I think Saliba's... A really, really good asset at 4.6 now. I think he's at a price rise. Um, Zinchenko is still a really good asset at 5.2. I think Martinelli is the best 8.0 midfielder who is (laughs) 6.0. I think he'll... um, In all honesty, Martinelli is uh, probably the most underpriced player in the game. He's going to he's going to reach 7.0 very, very, very shortly. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, a must-have asset, especially the way he's playing. Odegaard looked amazing. Uh, uh, obviously, didn't. if he backs up that performance, then definitely sort of looking at him. But I've got, look, I've got three Arsenal assets at the moment, so I can't really move on. Um, any other Arsenal assets unless I sort of jump off uh, someone. Um, Jesus wasn't his best, but he was solid. Uh, with Ch- now with Chaka, uh, Z- I didn't say it. Chaka. Uh, um, uh, and I know this is a question for later, but I'm really wary about him. And I'm really wary about him because I think I need to see <laughs> at least a month of solid returns. And not a red card in sight. <laughs> he's he's the type of player he uh, can get a red very quickly, um, and then he, you're going to be burnt. So if I know he's, it looks like he's got a new. Uh, oh, how do I put it? Like a more of an attacking role. You you'd say that, Q, yeah, more he's yeah, a bit, bit more of an attacking role. So I think one of one or maybe two more weeks of that. If you have haven't got that third Arsenal asset, he's definitely cheap enough. He's I don't think he is going to rise too much um, in that time anyway. So you can you know you can hold off and but uh, but yeah, like I wouldn't be bringing him at the moment. But um, I wouldn't say say no to people who want to take a punt. Yeah, no, definitely. I might just touch on Xhaka quickly. So over the first three games of the Premier League season, he's had six chances, created one hundred and seventy eight touches. One assist, four shots, and one goal. So he's pretty much averaging six chances, uh, two chances created a game. So I think from previous seasons, he's playing a lot more attacking. And 
you know, with their good run, you know, at 5.0, I think he's a great option, um, you know, and you can play him every week. You just plug him on if, you know, you know, he might keep going, keep this run going, getting another assist, getting a goal every now and again. But from 5.0, you, you're not really expecting too much. Like we said, you know, every week on the pod is, you know, you, you have them there, um, put them on the field, you know, minimum two points most weeks. And then obviously if they are attacking, you know, there, there's a bit of upside there. But, you know, I actually don't mind that shout, especially people that are wanting to get away from Bailey and or downgrade Neto. Um, yeah, I think, you know, he's a good option, especially with their fixtures. Uh, we might get into our next game, which was a very painful game to watch. Uh, Leeds beating Chelsea 3-0. So I thought Mount, I'll start with Chelsea, uh, Fort Mount uh, had some really good chances, had three shots, four chances curated, had six corners. So the opportunities were there for Mount, but just no end product from, you know, teammates and himself. So a bit disappointing, I thought. Um, the likes of James, you know, kind of didn't get uh, attacking, getting to attacking positions because you play centre-back. I thought Kuka Razzler, he looked really good in that first 20 minutes. I was thinking, you know, if they score here, you know, I could see... Cucurella getting good returns, James getting good returns. You know, I thought it just looked really good. But, you know, Leeds looked great on the counter and, you know, end up getting a goal early on. I sort of thought Rodrigo had a good day out scoring a goal um, and an assist and had five shots. But for me, probably the standout was Aronson. I thought he was everywhere in that first half. And, you know, he was gifted a goal from Mendy trying to uh, razzle-dazzle and uh, tripped over his own feet and <laughs> pretty much uh, got an assist for that goal, Aronson. But, you know, he had two shots, two chances created. Just, you know, the stats don't really tell you how good Aronson was in this game. I thought he was, you know, really good. And he, they, he helped press Chelsea, which... You know, Chelsea just come undone. They just didn't know what to do. But, you know, I definitely think at that 5.5, he's a good option. I think Rodrigo, you know, I'm still not fully sold on him, but obviously he's getting the points. So you can't argue with a player that's, you know, picking up points and goals, and especially because he's playing up front with Bamford out. But, you know, I think Aronson probably looked the most creative, just probably didn't get it on the score. She didn't have the, the massive return that Rodrigo had. But I thought Harris, Harrison's probably been... Uh, my pick as a player consistently over the first three weeks, who's looked really good. I think definitely at his price point, he's a good option. He is a little bit cheaper than Rodrigo as well. So I think there is a bit of value there at Leeds. I think either Aronson, um, you've got Harrison as like the next step up, then you've got Rodrigo. But, you know, it's just disappointing that Chelsea, you know, just had the chance to kind of, I guess, um, back up that good performance against Spurs, but just completely shut the bed. So mm-hmm. um, what did you take from the game, Damon? Yeah, so it's uh, it's almost like a bit of a Pokemon collection. You've got, you know, Aronson, which is the starter. Then you've got Harren- uh, Harrison, and then Rodrigo is your final evolution, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they... Uh, they're doing uh, – look, Leeds are doing well at the moment, and I'm, I'm surprised about that. I thought with the um, with the couple of uh, players that left uh, Leeds during the offseason, I thought they might struggle a little bit, but uh, they looked really good in this game. Uh, absolutely put uh, Chelsea to the sword. Um uh, but, yeah, so basically the three that you mentioned are the, are the three that um, I'm sort of looking at the moment. I um, definitely looking at Aronson as a bit of a uh, maybe a punt. 
um, again, with that sort of 5.5 spot, because uh, I don't want to do too many uh, too many changes to my side at the moment. Um, in terms of Chelsea, uh, it's not panic stations. I think it's it's a hold. Don't you know? Don't sell your assets at the moment. I think James and um, Kukurazlas they're still great. They're still good assets. Uh, I actually feel like Havertz, uh, a Havertz big game is just around the corner. Uh, definitely one to watch. Uh, and I actually don't, again, I, without checking, I should have checked earlier, but without checking, uh, Havertz is 7.9. Yeah, 7.9. Um, at the moment. So he yeah, has this. He's a little bit pricey. Obviously, playing for Chelsea is that a little bit pricey. But um, yeah, I can see him. I can see him doing well. He's he's starting. Obviously, he's playing um, plenty of minutes in the games. Um, he's been unlucky, and he's uh, definitely one for the differentials. Anyway. No, definitely sort of in a hard position this week because at the moment I want to roll my transfer, but I'm looking at. You know, I got in Kukurea and Mount for, you know, this three-fixture run with, you know, the good fixtures. But, you know, Trippier's gone up 0.1 now, so he's even of Kukurea at 5.1 as well. So I might be in a hard predicament where I'm going to nearly have to be forced to uh, go back to Trippier one week earlier than I Mm. want to. But I'm kind of hoping this week that, you know, Kukurea starts again, uh, James starts, and hopefully... They play him in wing back because I think Loftus Cheek doesn't really offer too much. You know, he's okay, but just doesn't offer what James offers. So, kind of hoping that, um, you know, even if Chihuahua plays, they push Kukurea to more central and play James because I think James overall has the better attacking upside going forward than Kukurea. But, um, you'll have to see. Um, well, we might get on to our next fixture, which was. Your boys at West Ham losing mm. 2-0 to Brighton. So I can't judge too much because we did lose to Brighton as well, but <laughs> we did manage to score a goal. So, you know, look into that as you will. Um, but I might just do a quick uh, analysis. Um, didn't really like anyone from West Ham. I sort of thought I was expecting maybe big things from Bowen just, you know, to see for future for down the track. But, um, yeah, they just didn't look great. They just looked... Um, just out of sync and attack, but I thought Brighton looked really good. Trossard was, you know, immense playing wing back. He looked really good. Um, he had five shots, got an assist and two chances created. So I thought he was a massive standout, and I think Welbeck just looks good every week, you know, just does what they need him to do, but probably not from an FPL point of view. I probably wouldn't be looking at him, but, you know, outside that, that's that's all I'd be looking at. Maybe Dunk and uh, Sanchez are also that, you know, decent options. What do you think, Damo? I know you've... Um, Probably had a lot of time to uh, diffuse your uh, anger, mate. Uh, how are you feeling? <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I'll, I'll speak about Brighton first before I speak about my boys because I was, uh, I was relatively, as you know, disappointed about the about the game. It's not the best start that we've had, and uh, but yeah. So, but in saying that, uh, Brighton, uh, as I said to you earlier, I, I think they've got the best run of all the EPL teams coming up. Uh, definitely uh, Sanchez uh, up there with Raya in terms of probably the best goalkeeper to have at that for sort of 4.5 mark. Really liked Veltman's game at the moment. Um, I think he's another solid option down back, especially 
uh, if you want double Brighton uh, defence. He's 4.5 as well. Well, you know, they they actually haven't played too badly. And he's... um, he blanked in the first game, but then he scored eight and eight. So, uh, if you Consistent. know, if you had Veltman over Cancelo, actually, Cancelo scored eleven last week, so we won't talk Cancelo. Let's let's say TAA. <laughs> uh, if you've had Veltman over TAA, he has outscored him by about fifteen points. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> say that what you will. And I'm sure in about three or four game weeks time, we'll be looking back and going, yeah, that's that. That was a, a dumb take, but yeah. <laughs> and I'm not saying bring him in, but he, you sort of have to look at the stats as they are sort of thing. Um, other than that, uh, I like Trussard as you, as you sort of uh, alluded to as well. And, um, gross, uh, is it gross or gross? Um, keeps picking up points. So um, I was a bit annoyed that he just out of my reach at 5.7 because uh, he's gone up a couple uh, couple point. Uh, uh, he's gone, gone up point yeah, two. I think he had point two, two price yeah. prices in a, in a week. So, so um, yeah, a bit, bit out of my price range, oh, uh, price range in terms of what I'm going for, but uh, definitely a good option. Um now, in terms of West Ham, we're uh, rubbish. At least you won't yeah? have to say too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're no. Look, we, we, we haven't. We're not playing well. Um, we uh, and from if you want my sort of analysis on West Ham, I think Moyes is trying a different strategy in terms of. Um, Last year, we were playing very much a counter-attacking style. It worked for a lot of our players. Like Antonio came out of the uh, out of the blocks and you know scored a million goals. Um, you know, certain players benefited from that style. I think he's trying something different, especially with the players we've brought in. Um, it's going to take time. Now, the one player that I would say, if you want to take a punt, and this is only a punt, this is. This isn't bringing in. This is, if you want to punt, he's relatively cheap. He's 5.9. He's at a price fall, and that's Ben Rama. Now, Ben Rama has taken to this game plan basically better than anyone at West Ham. So West Ham are a hard avoid. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Until we sort out the system we're playing. But. I can see Ben Rama as a decent asset, especially if he is starting consistently. I can see some goals in Ben Rama. I can see some assists in Ben Rama. Um, you know, we've uh, unfortunately we've got players that are just woefully out of form, like Suchek, um, who are not benefiting from the system. Antonio, who are not benefiting from the system. So until we sort out what we're doing, whether we start playing a back five or you know back three or back five, um, or Moyes try something new, especially with the plays that we've got. Um, I just hope the rut uh, stops soon, uh, maybe even this week. <laughs> uh, I'm, not actually, I'm actually not even sure who we're playing this week. Who are we playing this week? Uh, we're, playing, matters, we're, playing, yeah, we're playing Villa. I think it's Villa away. So not the easiest fixtures, but not the toughest either. So, um yeah, we'll have to see how we go. And I think we revisit uh, West Ham assets probably in about five game weeks' time when the fixtures sort of 
get a little bit semi better. But um, at the moment, yeah, can't really talk much about us because we're just not um, not delivering. See, I'm kind of hoping they keep shit in the bed because you know there's two <laughs> two positives that come from that. I can hang shit on you every single week, but mm-hmm. then. Bowen might be 7.8 by the time week 11 rolls around, which, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at um, targeting, I think, yeah, week 7, week 8 is sort of looking at, at Bowen bring in. So mm. hopefully you guys keep shitting the bed and, um, you know. So so that's when you're going to use your wild card. Oh, no, that's right. You used it in game week two. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need to use it now. Also, um, yeah. Hopefully, I'll never be able to do a, trait, a straight swap with Martinelli to Bowen mm-hmm. when Bowen drops mm-hmm. to about seven point four. So, yeah. Hopefully, um, I'm a West Ham supporter. I wouldn't be doing that move, <laughs> mate. Uh, at the moment, you guys look like um, what's that? No, saying? we look horrid. Up, we look up horrid. shit creek without a paddle, mate. Up shit mm. creek without a puddle. That is West Ham. Look- I, look, as I sort of said before we sort of move on to the next game, we've look, we've brought in a hell of a lot of players. I think our spending's not, a, not over. I don't know what um, what the – as I, oh, actually, I don't think I can say that on this podcast, but our owners, <laughs> and if you know what industry our owners are in, you know what I'm thinking. But um, our owners – the seem red light be, district, mate. Yeah, they seem to be spending a lot of money at the moment, so which uh, is something that we're not used to at the moment. <laughs> so um, there's talks that we might be bringing in a, 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 is a Paqueta from Lyon as well, which is really yeah. exciting. Um, mate, he's an absolute baller. D10 is so, going to absolutely <laughs> if he if he, if he yeah if he does sign and, and and I think he's coming to the Premier League regardless whether he signs for us. I think Tottenham might be in for him as well. Um, so whoever Newcastle originally made a, a sort of a transfer offer, but yeah, I think I Newcastle has gone down a different path. So I think it might be down to us or Tottenham for him. Um, yeah, like he's. Uh, if he does sign, he's going to be an absolute baller. No, 100%. It's sort of like that saying, how many um, people does it take to change a light bulb? So how many signings does it take to make West Ham massive again? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> might, might, might have to get that uh, trending, make West Ham massive again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, we might get on to the next fixture, which is Newcastle, Man City. Uh, this was an absolute awesome game. Uh, sort of thought it was a bit surprising. I thought Newcastle might jag a goal, but to make it three all, I think, is uh, absolutely ridiculous. I thought KDB, even though he didn't get uh, a massive return, I thought he was really good. Had three shots, four assists, uh, four sorry, four chances created, uh, got an assist. Um, you know, probably should have had two or three assists in this game. I thought Gundogan just you know proved that you know he's in great form at the moment. Had three shots, four chances created, uh, got a goal. Thought Bernardo Silva showed his form from last season. I think it was early in the season where he looked really good. You know, he had two shots, three chances created. Thought Harlan probably should have had at least two or three goals. So on another another day, he probably scores two of those goals. I think one he hit the post. So a little bit unlucky for people that did captain him. Um, but I was actually quite happy because. You know, I didn't captain him this week. But um, I sort of thought St. Max uh, was it's probably single-handedly the most dominant performance I've seen from a midfielder in a while, probably outside, obviously, KDB's four goals last season. But he just looked absolutely ridiculous, had three shots, four chances created, got the two assists, could have had a goal, just looked amazing. I thought Pope 
was probably their man of the match as well, probably joint with St. Max, you know, incredible, had seven saves, still conceded three goals, but had seven saves, like an absolute ridiculous performance from Pope. And this goes to show last season he did flash, had some good performances for Burnley, but he's in a much better side this year. And, you know, their defences look good. I thought Trippier had a good day, got an absolute world of a free kick. Um, but, yeah, just... Performance-wise, might just talk on Cancelo quickly. A lot of people are sort of uh, talking about, uh, you know, he's not looking attacking and he's, you know, you could get, you know, save some money and get a walker in. But I just might do a bit of a deep dive here. So looking at their options at the moment, Cancelo's first in BPS for defenders in the City team without any attack and return. So Cancelo's got four bonus points. The next closest is... Edison and Ake on one point, Walker's on zero, Diaz is on zero. So, you know, at that point he's, you know, still got the most BPS and he hasn't really done a lot attacking-wise. Uh, looking at also in the City lineup, he's also first for attack uh, for BPS as well out of all players in City lineup. So a lot of people sort of looking at the heat maps and, you know, the stats saying, you know, he's not... Not really doing good, but he's leading City in BPS when you've got players like Kevin De Bruyne, you've got Harlan, you know, you've got some decent assets there and they're behind him in BPS. So also looking at um, a bit of comparison between him and Walker. So Ken Fellow in his three games has had 349 touches, one shot, two chances created and six crosses, whereas Walker, 258 touches, zero shots, one chance created and two crosses. So, you know, Walker does get you a clean sheet, but for me, just doesn't have that attacking upside. And Cancelo hasn't, you know, I guess got the assists or the, the goals early this season, but he's still getting forward and is still getting balls into the box. So I think a lot of people who are wanting to get him out uh, to save a bit of money, I just probably wouldn't at this time. I think that, you know, he showed uh, last week 11 points. You know, he can easily just double-digit haul, just out of nowhere, whereas Walker... You know, you're getting 6.7 points. You're not really getting those double-digit hauls. And, you know, we saw last season, I think Kinsella had a 15, 16-point haul as well. So it doesn't take much for him to haul, especially with how many um, touches on the ball he's getting as well and in good areas. So definitely think he's a hole for people that are looking to get him out. But outside that, uh, that's all I have to say. Mate, uh, what do you think, Damo? Yeah, so um, I do want to say that uh, Man City... <sighs> Coming up, uh, obviously, Man City have quite a lot of fixtures fixtures coming up uh, with the uh, Champions League around the corner. And I, th- I think they uh, they played a friendly. Um, they're playing a friendly at Barcelona, aren't they? Like right smack bang. Yeah, uh, they played it uh, this morning. So it was a oh, fundraiser. Sort of like, um, okay. you know how people used to do car washes and pie drives? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A bit of a fundraiser for Barcelona so they can register yeah. players. <laughs> Sorry, caught that last part. <laughs> um, look, uh, I think Man City is fraught with danger. Obviously, Pep Roulette, um, they've got a stack of games coming up. The only two players that I like um, are KDB. I think KDB is a star. I think if you're going to bring KDB in, obviously you need to get rid of, you know, whoever you have, whether it's Harlan Kane uh, I wouldn't be getting rid of Salah, but, uh, you know, one of the big guns, you can't have more than three big guns sort of thing without uh, severely hampering your side. Um, I like 
Gun, uh, is it? I never can say his name right, but Gundogan. Gundogan. Yeah, Gundogan. Yeah. I like Gundogan as a player. I think he's great. Um, as you sort of said, in terms of his shots created, uh, shots and chances created, uh, he is at the moment playing pretty consistently. Um, I think, uh, in terms of, uh, Man City, Haaland obviously is in danger of being rested. Um, I wouldn't necessarily be getting rid of him, I don't think, because he's like, it looks like anything he touches turns to gold at the moment. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough one for, it's going to be a tough one for, um, what FPL managers do do with him, because uh, it could be a case of people jumping off him and then he goes on a, you know, mad streak, or it could be a case of, uh, people keep him and then he gets benched so or doesn't play. So um, it's I think it's just watch this space with with him in particular. Um, in terms of uh, Newcastle, uh, as you sort of said, Trippier's um, a pretty decent asset. Um, uh, so who they're so hang on there. So they got Wolves. Oh yeah, they got Wolves next, and then Liverpool, uh, and then they sort of start their good run. So. Uh, you're right in terms of, um, you know, potentially having to bring in um, Trippier in before the Liverpool game, which, you know, is not great. But uh, in saying that, um, he's still going to be a decent asset for them. Um, other than that, I actually think uh, uh, St. Max could be do something special soon as well. Like, he, last game, he uh, double-digit um, returned. He scored 13, so... I think you can keep that up. Like, he's, he's going to show flashes, but, um, yeah, he can definitely be a decent asset, um, especially with Wilson out. I think last season, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think with Wilson out, he was outstanding for a little bit. So, um, yeah, so because it was definitely yeah. when it, Wilson was out, wasn't it? Yeah, no, nah, it's – yeah, usually he does perform better when Wilson was out at some stages. But, mm. you know, I think this this season, just the way they're playing, I think it actually might hamper him just a little bit because he was – he does look to find Wilson. Um, you mm. saw in that Man City game when he was beating players on the wide, out wide, he was kind of looking central to see where Wilson was to play him in. So I think it could hamper him maybe a little bit. I don't think Wood sort of – does the same uh, stuff that uh, Wilson does. But, you know, I think, you know, he's still a good option. And I think after Liverpool fixture, they have a nice little run of about five or six games. So definitely think he's a good option. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might get on to the last game of the round, which was Man United uh, victorious against Liverpool, breaking hearts, crushing dreams, making, uh, you know, people cry. It was great. <laughs> um, I thought um, we actually... It was funny because uh, the press conference um, after the game, they asked Ten Hag, um, you know, his thoughts on the game. And he said, I know, uh, he goes, I told you we can play effing football. So it was just it was just probably, I guess, a good moment for me. You know, he's probably seen what we saw against Liverpool. They did play really good. He's seen that at training. And then obviously the first two weeks, he's probably wondering, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so I think that this is one of those games where we kind of saw what uh, Manchester United can look like. Obviously, still wasn't perfect, but I think preseason that's 
the type of football we've seen them play and it was just real refreshing to see that there actually is a change at Man United. We're not actually just going to shit the bed every week. So I thought Sancho looked really good. I thought Martinez, you know, man, the match performance, he was awesome. You know, couldn't believe he could fit Firmino in his tiny little pocket because he's only five foot six, but he still managed to fit Firmino in his pocket all game. I saw Malasia looked really good, pretty much had Mo Salah in his pocket for most of the game um, until the end when he obviously Mo got that sloppy little header. But um, I thought, you know, as much as I'm tempted to uh, just take Mount out this week and put Sancho back in, um, I just think, you know, definitely worth uh, putting on the watch list to see if it's going to be consistent or whether it's going to be, you know, one good game, one terrible game. So, But I think um, just touching on Liverpool, they just don't – I guess they just don't look the same Liverpool's last season. I still think the likes of Trent Alexander-Arnold's worth holding because, as I said, with uh, Cancelo, you know, has that attacking upside. And, at, you know, most weeks, especially against Bournemouth this week, I could see like a massive haul, you know. It wouldn't surprise you if he gets an assist this week and Liverpool win convincingly. I think Salah showed that he doesn't really need many options. You know, he was quiet for about 90% of that game and then right at the end scores a goal. He does that every week. So definitely think people that are looking at getting him out, I I probably wouldn't, especially this week against Bournemouth. You know, Bournemouth don't look great defensively and I could see Salad as, you know, making a statement this week and getting a few points. But, um, you know, it's good to finally uh, have a side that's, uh, you know, the best side on the podcast. Uh, What did you think, Dammer? Yeah, so, um, yeah, for me, uh, I actually think on his full debut, Malassia looked really, really good. Um, he's probably the, and again, this is my bias, but I think he's only the only man you're asked that I'll probably keep an eye on for now. Um, and my only question is this sort of, did this Man United result, is it a bit of a flash in the pan? Or have Man United now sort of turned around their form? Um, it's uh, their only hard fixture in the next five is Arsenal. So I'll probably reassess how Man United sit probably after the Arsenal fixture and then sort of go from there and see where you guys are at. Like um, Arsenal sort of proved this season. Uh, I won't quite say they're the team to beat just yet, but they're getting up there, especially with their performances. So I think Arsenal is going to be the true test for you guys. And if uh, you can knock them over or come close to knocking them over, then uh, we'll definitely be looking at some of your uh, FPL assets. Yeah, well, they should be pretty cheap by then. I think um, Sancho's down to 7.4. I think uh, Rashford's down to 6.4. So, And then obviously the likes of Malasia and Martinez, both 4.5. So... You know, a bit of value there if they can uh, start to get some consistent results. But um, I won't dribble on too much about how good Manchester United are, but um, we might get on to the shit the bed segment. So it was pretty easy for me this week. Chelsea just uh, shat the bed real good, especially Mendy. I was going to put Mendy down just by himself, but I sort of thought Chelsea as a whole did uh, shit the bed. Um, You know, I went the, the triple up and... You know, ended up in uh, pretty much zero points. I think I might have got one or two points from three players. So definitely a big shit the bed moment for Chelsea this week. Uh, Who did you take, mate? Are you sort of similar to me? Uh, yeah, I've got. I've actually just got Mandy <laughs> straight up. That was awful. <laughs> I um, yeah, I don't know what Mandy was thinking there. Just uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely shut the bed and um, uh, deserved a goal against it. 
No, I love it, mate. Uh, good minds think alike. Uh, we might get on to our differentials this week. So a bit of an update. Um, as I said, on the first week of the pod, we're going to do a bit of a tally to see, you know, who's the differential king on the podcast. So at the moment, uh, thanks to Zaha last week for me and Eze for you, you know, I've taken a nice little lead, 14 points to six. Um, and this week I'm looking at Sancho against Southampton from Manchester United. I think um, this could be another statement win after, you know, a good win against Liverpool. I think we could uh, score a few goals this week and I think Sancho is going to be pretty crucial. And I think, you know, if you are looking at a downgrade option from a Mount or, you know, even a Saka, I think Sancho is a great option this week. I think 7.4, you know, getting a bit of value there. What yes. about you, Demo? Yeah, for mine, I think just great. I don't know what your definition of differential is, but mine is less than 10%. Uh, would you yeah. be the same? Yeah, um, yeah. So, I think Sancho so, is 4%, yeah. Yeah, so I think – and if we want to make it harder throughout the season, we can change it. But uh, Saliba just scrapes in on the differentials at 9.9% owned. Uh, so I'll be going him this week at $4.6 million. No, definitely. I like it, mate. Um, we might get on to players to watch. So I'm just kind of, I guess, monitoring the, the West Ham situation to see if they uh, can improve because I am looking at the likes of Bowen. Um, looking at probably Southampton to see how they go the next few weeks, looking at their assets as well. But, yeah, outside that, um, that's probably it for me. Only Newcastle assets as well, the likes of St. Saint, Saint Max. Um, how about you, Damon? Uh, yeah, so for mine, I, I think I've written down St. Max. Uh, he had a, a price uh, fall, so 6.4. Uh, definitely looking him as an option, uh, especially if Newcastle keep performing the way that they have. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we might get on to our mailbag questions uh, this week. So first question in, we got who do you captain this week, Salah, Diaz or Jesus? Um, I think Salah, Salah for me, I think um, they're going to do a bit of a statement. I think the, the Rocket up on this week, I think after a, you know a few poor performances, I think they're going to try and make a statement. I think Salah is going to be central to that. Um, what about you, Demo? Yeah, so I was on Jesus and then um, had a uh, post, uh, FPL fella put up a post and sort of convinced me to, to go Salah. So I'm actually going to be going Salah this week myself. So uh, hopefully that doesn't bite me on the bum. But uh, I think uh, the, the lure of um, midfield scoring, uh, a midfield scoring uh, goals, which is that yeah, obviously they get the bigger return. So, yeah, can't go past Salah this week. No, definitely. Well, next question we got, are you guys offloading Liverpool assets? I'm still in the triple up. Um, I think maybe just go the two. I'd probably – oh, actually, this week it's hard because you've got Bournemouth. So I think if you do have three assets this week, I'd probably hold. But if you do have a Robbo, maybe look to transition him out after this week, in my opinion. Maybe even a Diaz as well. You could transition him out um, after this week as well. But so for this week, I probably wouldn't be getting out sort of any Liverpool assets. What about you, Demo? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere for my three. I've, I've got Diaz, TAA, and Salah, and they're not going anywhere, especially with the next four, Bournemouth, Newcastle, Everton, and Wolves. Uh, I can see lots of goals in those games. So I'll be firmly keeping those three in my side for now. No, definitely. We might get on to our next question, which is premium defenders not doing the business, Robo, Trent, Cancelo, James. Uh, cheaper options elsewhere. Do we consider moving them on 
Um, Wildcarding week eight, Emerson at West Ham at 4.0 could be juicy. Um, I think you can move on from Robbo. I'd probably still keep Trent, Cancelo and James just because they do have good fixtures. And as I've said early in the pod is they do offer that sort of attacking upside. James is probably the more likely I would probably get out out of those three there. But I still think James does have upside. Um, Hopefully if he, you know, if they do sign a centre back, he'll move back out to where he, you know, he performs well. So, but I think Trent Cello, uh, Trent Cancelo, James, both great options, and I'm, I'd be wary moving off them because you know, you know, they can score seven, eight points most weeks, even big double um, digits, sort of like fifteen point holes. But you know, Emerson at West Ham, um, probably a watch and see for me. But if he does start and West Ham do get the shit together, I think he could be a good option. What do you think, Demo? Yeah, so um, uh, for mine, I'm not moving off. Uh, well, I don't have Robo, but I've got the other three. I'm not moving off them. Um, out of the three, if I have to pick one to move off, it's probably James. Um, Cancelo and TA just have uh, a really, really good run in the next four. So they're sort of not going anywhere for me. Um, in, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's hard. It, it's hard to... I know they're not performing at the moment, but it's hard to really know uh, who to, you know who to move off and all that kind of stuff. So it's a it's a tough question. Um, in terms of West Ham, and you know I can say this because I'm a West Ham supporter. When we've always struggled to keep clean sheets, so you need to pick a defensive West Ham asset that has that attacking attacking potential. So that's why he's like, you know, someone like, um, uh, who was it again? Uh, I have gone blank for a minute. Who was out? <laughs> Give me a minute. Uh, Are you talking about your other defensive asset, Keller? Uh, Cresswell. Uh, so Cresswell, you know, Cresswell had, um, I'm talking about sort of last season, Cresswell had, some um, really good uh, sort of attacking returns. Um, we were, look, uh, last year uh, we were really, really good at set pieces, uh, corners, set pieces, and we and our defenders did score goals as a result. So, again, it's just I think it's a wait and see. Like, you can't have too many of those 4.0 players in your defence. I think it sort of restricts you a little bit. Um, potentially, if West Ham do catch fire, I'd probably just swap out Neko Williams and Emerson if Emerson's doing better. But um, it's a wait and see for me. It's a you know what I mean. So it's definitely a wait and see for me in terms of defensive West Ham uh, assets. No, definitely. Well, you we might get on to uh, our next question, which is Edison to Sanchez to enable a Neto to Rodrigo. Um, yeah, I think that's a good option. I think um, Sanchez or Araya, I think both good options, both have good fixtures. And, yeah, Rodrigo has looked like a man in form. But, you know, even as we mentioned, Harrison's looked really good as well. But, you know, I think if your heart's set on Rodrigo, I think he's a good pick. What do you think, Demo? Yeah, I agree with you uh, 100%. Um, I think we've seen enough evidence now to move off your 5.5 million keeper um, and definitely, you know, there, there's some really good 4.5 options. There's some decent 5.0 options. So if it ne- enables a Neto to Rodrigo move or a Neto to a, you know, a 6.5 option, then I'd say yes. 
No, definitely. Well, we might get into our last question, which we answered earlier, but uh, thoughts on Neto to Zaka, uh, Shaka. I think, uh, yep, a yes for me. Uh, what about you, Demo? Um, well, I'm on the three Arsenal assets, so I, can't, I couldn't do that anyway. But um, as I sort of uh, mentioned earlier, I think it's a – I think waiting one more week just to see if Shaka's definitely playing in that attacking – uh, position um, and, you know, getting – I don't think it actually matters if he returns or not. I think you've got to see if he's playing in that attacking position. Um, he's not doing anything stupid like getting cards. Um, and if yeah. that's the case, then, yeah, like uh, he's he's decent option. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we might get on to our captains for this week. I think I'm uh, sticking with Salah and I think you're the same as well, aren't you, Damo? Yeah, I'm on Salah this week. Well, that uh, that wraps up our our pod. Actually, no, we might get into our no. team plans this As week. I say, team plans this week. <laughs> sorry, I'm uh, rolling the transfer this week, so nothing exciting for me. There is a possibility, though, on the the last minute, I could go Mount to Sancho. So, well, uh, you know, keep your keep your eyes peeled to my socials. So, um, your uh, shit the bed's going to be Sancho next week, then? <laughs> uh, possibly, mate, and uh, you know. Um, we are doing a watch along this weekend for the Yemen United game. So, yeah, it might add a bit of spice in the mix and uh, get the old Sancho in there. Yeah. Um, for mine, I'm still toying around with my 5.5 options. Um, and I may even move Eze to Aronson just for the week. Um, obviously, Aronson played well. Um, Eze has Man City this week. So it could be a bit of a switcheroo. Eze to Aronson and then potentially moving back onto Eze the week after. So, um, just to capitalise on um, those good fixtures. So, yeah, so that's sort of where I'm sitting at the moment. Not bad, mate. Well, um, that wraps up our pods. So for all that stuff, head over to FPL Amateur Oz um, is my new Twitter handle. Thanks to the demo. I think um, it's Amateurs, Amateurs Oz. Amateurs Oz. Sorry, <laughs> man, I should have come to you first. Um, and then all for all demo stuff, head over to FPL West Ham. Um, you can catch a lot of our stuff on Facebook. We have a nice little community growing there. I think there's about 70 people in the group now. So feel free to head over and uh, check that out. We also have our website. Um, we are doing live YouTube streams. Um, occasionally do the watch-alongs, uh, do some preview shows with Matt Day. Um, we've got a website up. We've got Twitter. Um, we've got Twitch. So, you know, we're pretty much on nearly every single platform. We've got Instagram as well, which, you know, is humming along nicely. But uh, to check out our podcast, head over to Popbean, Spotify, and iTunes. And remember, if you do like our podcast, do rate it five stars just to help us out because the more you rate it, the more it pops up in people's eyes. And, you know, you know they might not know about us and they might not be on Twitter. So, you know, it helps so- out. So, Q, that would be ears, not eyes. But uh, um, yeah, whatever. On mate. the on, <laughs> on the no, you got to pull up on the, the eyes before you get the ears, mate. On the TikTok yet, mate? Uh, in terms of nah. FPL amateurs, was <laughs> or bit a bit bit of uh, D ten action? <laughs> nah, not yet. But um, as I said, um, this weekend we will be doing a watch along. Um, I'm not sure whether you're free, Damo. Better be myself and D ten, and maybe um, Damo if he's uh, not busy. Yeah, is, is it the early game? Yes. Yep. Nine thirty game. I think Southampton and United. It's definitely a possibility, especially to see Man United shit the bed. So. <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs>
could be entertaining. But, yeah, good luck, everyone, uh, next week. And head over to our Twitter and uh, get involved in the, the group discussions. I'll have a few posts up uh, leading into Game Week 4.